Greetings, June Squad. It is I, Jay, master of all things nerdy. With me, as always, is my stalwart companion, defender of the nerd faith, lord commander of the nerds watch, and the only man to ever best Jack Torrance in a game of Denver croquet, Sir Christopher. We are in week four of our cross-country tour of America's most haunted locations. This week, we find ourselves in the Colorado Rockies investigating the historic Overlook Hotel. It was built in 1909 and has quite the colorful history. It was built over top of an Indian burial ground that was actually built over top of another Indian burial ground and was the site of several occult rituals, witch burnings, and three Chris Angel magic shows. What a dump. There's no pool, no HBO, and for the cost of the room, I should not have to share a bathroom with Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman? What are you talking about? This morning, there was some creepy old hag in my bathtub. I wanted to call you, but by the time I got back, she was gone. That's strange. I don't have to share a bathroom with anyone. Come to think of it, I didn't think there were any other guests staying here because we're in the off-season. Well, of course you don't have to share a bathroom. You're the host of the show. They're giving you the star treatment, and I'm getting put in coach. Weird. Still, you can't beat this view. We can see the whole Rocky Mountains from here. Big deal. You see one mountain, you've seen them all. I need my HBO. How am I supposed to find out if Daenerys gets to sit on the Iron Throne or not? And would anybody get rid of these kids? They've been following me around ever since we got here. Why, it's enough to make a guy go on a murderous rampage with a croquet mallet. Come and play with us. Don't bug your parents, you creepy little yumpy larva, before I lock you in a freezer. This is why society's going down the tubes, Jay. The parents are off somewhere doing God knows what, leaving their kids unsupervised while... Holy shit! They're gone! Something weird is going on here. I'll tell you what's going on. The collapse of society. That's what's going on. All right, all right. Simmer down, buddy. How about we go to the bar and grab a drink before we start searching the place? help you gentlemen why it's comic book artist and legend jim fern in the flesh what are you doing here jim i took a job as the caretaker during the off season i've been taking a break from drawing and i'm trying my hand at writing the overlook gives me a nice quiet space to create i have a project i've been working on here tell me what you think so far it's bold it's avant-garde i love it chris it just says all work and no play makes Jim a dull boy over and over and over again. It's a metaphor, Jay. He's conveying the monotony of everyday life and the inevitable loops that we find ourselves living in. Or the months of isolation and HBO deprivation have slowly driven him insane. Am I right, Jim? Uh, a little from column A, a little from column B. That's good enough for me! Put down the axe, folks, and pull up a bar stool because you are just in time for another exciting episode of the Just Us Nerds podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all 
things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Oh yeah. All right, so Jim. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hi, how, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. A little from column A, a little from column B. A little from column A, column a little from column B. Uh, so this okay. is, you know, I, I will say this, and, you know, uh, we consider you a, a, a permanent staple and friend of this show, but I've been trying to get you on this show for a year. Like, Honorary it, it, host. Has, has it yeah. been a year already? It's, wow. it's been about a year since the last time we had an interview at uh, Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a year ago. Well, almost October. Almost. Yeah, yeah it was almost. But well, you think most really good sequels sometimes take several years yeah. before they come out. Like, they're just coming out with the Avatar sequels now, and that movie came out, I don't know, 10 years ago? Yeah, so. but it also made them, like, 40 years to make the first one. Right, right. Every time you wait for a good movie sequel, it's, you know, might as well just forget about it. <laughs> Put it out of your mind, like I do every day. Well, <laughs> I- I- if you're not doing anything, you want to shoot the shit for a little bit? Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you say it that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. I, <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, normally we would start off the show by doing the what you're reading. Yeah. But uh, th- there was, uh, you know, every once in a while uh, I'll bring up one of these kind of topics of discussion of what's going on in the industry. And uh, I, I had seen something recently uh, that, uh, you know, and it was an article that I know you had read at least one article about this as well. And I thought, uh, you know, it might be good to include you on this, you know, especially given... Uh, your history uh, in the comic book industry. I, w- I would really like to get your perspective on this. Yeah, my undercurrent history, my low history. Uh, no, no, yeah, well, I mean, my you, oblivious no, history. You, 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 I mean, as a you've a, made some marks. Let me tell you. At least, at least I'm on issue number seven hundred of Amazing Spider-Man. My name's in there somewhere. You, you know? got that going for cover. you. You've which got is, more than I got. Which is, which is, and that's that's more than I have. Yeah. So l- let me just kind of set the stage for everyone before we 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 dive in with this. Um, so, uh, I, I read this article, it came out July 31st, and it was talking about uh, recently a panel that they had, you know, San Diego Comic-Con just happened, or is happening right now. No, no, I, I think it did is, happen is, already, is, yeah, is, it's is over. It finished. So, during one of these panels, uh, they, they were doing sort of a meet the publishers panel for mm-hmm. DC Comics, and so they had Jim Lee there, and they had, I'm going to try not to mess up his name this time, we were talking about this before the show, Dan DiDio. Right. Dan, Dan, Dan DiDio. Very good. Dan DiDio. Dan DiDio. Dan DiDio. Dan DiDio. So, so they were having... Is he going to hear this? He doesn't care anymore. You know what? He's a fan of the show, so... he has a sense of humor about... Yeah, why not? You know, I hope he would have, hope the guy would have a little bit of a sense of humor about but anyway, they were they were doing this meet the publishers panel, and one of them, both of them, who knows? It's now kind of, it's in contention. It was one of it. them. It wasn't from the audience. One, one somebody said uh, we have to stop the collapse of the comic book industry, right. and it's caused a lot of discussion. And one of such discussions was this article that I read off of uh, MoviePilot.com, and uh, the writer, guy, guy's name uh, Tom Tom Bacon, Kevin's brother. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, Seven degrees. He was uh, you know, he was presenting kind of the the, the following argument. So, uh, is, first of all, in answer to the question, is the comic book industry uh, on the on the verge of collapse? He says maybe, yes, and presents the following evidence. You know, uh, comic book movies undoubtedly doing very well, very successful. We we just had uh, you know, Wonder Woman, uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there, I love Wonder Woman. There, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'd, you'd seen it recently. Yeah, yeah gr- I, I thought it was very, very good. Uh, and commercially, 
very successful. So one of DC's first both commercially and critically successful films. Mm -hmm. So in terms of merchandising, uh, media such as video games, movies, television shows, comic book characters are doing well. The, the source material, though, the comic books themselves, if you are to look at the sales, yeah. sales have been on the decline now for, for oh. quite some time. I mean, and I'm sure yeah. you, you could speak mm -hmm. to that also. Um, uh, for just from your, you know, from your experience, and uh, there, he, he makes the argument. I'm, I am not saying this. I am just repeating the words of of someone else uh, that uh, Marvel is, you know, doing some things that are 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 not helping. And he cites things like gimmicks, uh, having uh, uh, several issue ones come out, having uh, multiple crossover events that cost the reader lot of money it's, it can get very expensive well not even that their prices alone they're they're actually more expensive than three, in dc three, comics 399 yeah, 4, I mean. $4 uh continual relaunches uh and so he you know so he presents this as the evidence of the comic book industry being at risk and then he he says that kind of dc's take on the problem is that comic book writers have tried too hard to duplicate the success of stories like watchmen and dark knight returns and and they're trying to do it by making characters, you know, necessitating that characters be dark and brooding and, and gritty uh, in order to be marketable. Uh, so that's issue one. The second issue being now that comic books themselves are now, in some cases, the second or third place where the general public meets comic book characters. And another thing, too, that we're going to put in there, that uh, somebody at this table doesn't actually buy physical comic books anymore. That he uh, <laughs> downloads them online. I don't know oh. who you're. I don't know who you're talking about. Not me. I draw them. I don't buy them. <laughs> <Z>. <laughs> I have you, a pencil. They pay you. Yeah. So I don't have to buy anything. I make it up on my own. So, so this is this is DC's proposed solution. Um, they they want to increase marketing for comic books to to make a greater a bigger profile. Uh, in I feel like I'm at a business meeting, in right? The, yeah. in, in the you industry, want, we're gonna make it light. I I'm promise. sweating to death. Have you, have, you, have you filed your TPS <laughs> reports, Jim? Uh, how, how, <laughs> I, I, I want to see those TPS. My, reports. I haven't got my 1099s for the past 10 years from DC uh, Comics. Uh, no, that's not, not good, Jim. So, so DC's solution, uh, as you know, is covered in this article. They they have a couple ideas. One is they want to increase marketing for comic books to make them more visible to the, to the public. Uh, and uh, they, they want to challenge the industry's best writers to s make the next generation of what they call evergreen stories. Now, these are things like your Dark Knight Returns, your Watchmen, your New Frontier, uh, stories that aren't dependent on continuity. Um, and I'm sorry, let me throw a couple Marvel titles in there because I don't, don't want to be biased. Uh, you, you know, your Craven Last Last Hunt, your uh, your, your Secret Wars. Uh, Demon in a Bottle. Uh, Demon in a Bottle. Yeah. Um, they... they they want the next generation of, of point everybody. of order though point yeah. of order if you guys are remembering uh watchmen tried and they did a whole series run of you know before the watchmen and it was all these characters beforehand and that sank faster than the titanic well i would argue though that that's not an evergreen story because you're taking something that was a popular thing and you're trying to sequelize it what they're saying no they're trying to milk it y yeah well yeah but sequelize milk Whatever. Potato, p potato. But <laughs> what, what, a little from column A. Yeah, a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> but uh, what, no, they're talking about creating new, new characters, new, fresh ideas. Uh, and so DC has this new line called Dark Matter, which they're saying they're kind of they're promoting it as something that's going to introduce new characters, 
uh, it's going to uh, in keep uh, introduce diversity while also preserving the classic characters, uh, which is somewhat in contrast to what Marvel's been doing. You know how they've been changing a lot of their characters. You know, Thor is now a woman. Mm. Uh, we have uh, yeah, but that that like uh, that African was a giant, American. but that was a giant uproar. Like there were so many people who were like, "Leave my comic book characters alone." Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. yeah, this is sort of a response to that. So, yeah. so I guess so. My question to you, gentlemen, is uh, you know, a couple questions. One, do you think that the the comic book industry, so that the books themselves, not the movies, not the other media, do you do you think it's a, is it in trouble? Uh, and if so, why, why do you think it's in trouble? And uh, how would you fix it? So is this a timed answer? Do we have do I have a clock here somewhere? The uh, the representative uh, from the, the, uh, the Florida, man, the man from uh, Palm Bay, Florida. The, the distingu- the, <laughs> we yield to you. The, the distinguished man from uh, from Palm Bay. Uh, we yield uh, f- five minutes. Gentlemen, uh, I only know comic books from the 1970s. <laughs> that's, the end, that's the end of the discussion. <laughs> where there was only double size issues, one standalone story. All right, that's All where right. I come from. There there you go. And okay. that's when things sold. Well, you you've no, seen things change. I mean, it clearly. I don't even know if they sold back then. You you've seen things change over the over the oh, years, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so you know, there, how many elements can there be? How, we, so let's so let's talk about what's popular. Okay. Manga is manga popular? I'd say Do so. It, I mean, right? it just depends on what it is. Right. The f- the female readership is popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this has been like thought of for the past fifteen years. I don't know when I was at CrossGen. Yeah. They were doing good. They were on the uprise. Brand new company, brand new characters. They were consistently hitting their deadlines. What's popular so what sells? now? What sells? Right, we're talking about comics. Are they are they not going to sell anymore? What do we need to make them sell D- again? DC stuff has been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically right? the question. What what is going to make them sell? And as and, Chris pointed and, out, and who are your competitors? What are you competing with? Okay. So you, there's yeah. many different elements. Yeah. You Television. Got the, you got the digital world. I mean, I'm not a gamer. You got right. gamers, right? Yeah. You got what? Gaming Olympics. Oh yeah. You got yeah. the cheap thrill, the experience. You don't have an experience with comic books. It's a slowdown. You have to slow down. Cup of cup of cocoa. That's a different era. That was mm-hmm. my era. You know, uh, you got people today. You got a little pocket of people who groom their kids to enjoy things the way they did. Present. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm glad I didn't see my, my Right? My, yeah, that was my pretty son, close. Yeah. My son has all uh, Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man pajamas. And I will say that his uh, one of his first gifts from his uncle Chris was a my first Godzilla stuffed toy. Wow. Wow. So uh, guilty. So do you have an extra room in your house I can share with your son? <laughs> can you be my new daddy? I'm tired of daddying myself. <laughs> Me and my cats. I, I, I don't know. Jim, I kind of hate the idea that I'm I kind of maybe maybe I'm old fashioned. I, I tend to revolt against the idea that we need to move away from because what it sounds well, kind of like what you're talking about. I'm, not, away saying, from I'm reading. not saying we're moving away. I'm just saying if we're going to discuss why sales are, are slowing. <sighs> But I, you know, I love the old comic book. I love, I'd like to go back to, and a lot of guys, you know, you, you keep the glossy print, but I'd like to go back. What did, what did uh, Red Sonja, what was it, Di- Dynamite? They wanted yeah. to do like a dollar comic? Yeah. See what happens with that, you know? Mm-hmm. T- uh, tell me tell me more about that for, for people that are listening that may not know about that. Tell, uh, Red, Red Sonja, can you talk a little bit about just what you know about what, what that is? I don't know. Uh, Red Sonja, the character Red Sonja? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, you guys could probably say better than It's I a know. female Conan yeah, the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, right? yeah. But well, yeah. what was Dynamite doing? You, you mentioned uh, yeah, one to bring, comic. Yeah, to bring new readership. So you got to try every facet to fish people in, right? So it, if, if it's too expensive. Look, when I was a kid, I, I couldn't have, you know, I did my, you know, I made my own money, right? I went mm-hmm. and bought my own comics. But if I went up and bought some comics, my mom didn't know she'd tear them up because mm. she mm. thought I was throwing my money away. Mm-hmm. 
So you have kids today, what are you going to spend your money on? You're going to spend it on a movie, spend it on a game, spend it on a comic book. Mm-hmm. So all the money's where's it going to go? Wh- what is that kid like? What does that family want? So you draw them in, hey, 99 cents. Yeah, all right, let's get that, plus your game, and plus your headset, and plus your TV, you know? Yeah. So what's the competition? Figure out a way to make them cheap. That maybe is part of the solution. Right. Not, right. Not, not so costly. And that's why I think one of the things that DC has done... And maybe not all of it, but an experiment like Dynamite did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the things that DC's done that's working for them is they've lowered the... Pr- they're at least $1 yeah. cheaper than yeah. a lot of the stuff that's out there. But, but then they say they lose money with that. I mean, yeah, everything's... They're, everything they're trying to sell, you know, trying to do the double sales, but it's just a matter of, you know, how much they pay for it. It's a weird gamut. I mean, how do you, how do you twist the clock back? Or how do you stop right. everything and then... Well, you know, but here's the thing, like the way that they did it, and this is this is something that I absolutely love, is Marvel stories were boring. They they tanked because they were boring. DC, when they did this rebirth, the stories, they changed them maybe just a little bit, but things were very interesting. Like right now, I'm reading a comic book series. It's um, Batman in the Shadow. Uh-huh. They're, they're bringing back characters that, you know, were maybe dormant for, for so long. And this story literally, like, is is gripping me in to where I'm like, I have to see what's next. I have to read what's going on. Yeah. And I, I think, honestly, it it's your story, you know, for well, but for a decent price. That's the thing. Cause that, that's what I'm going through. That's why I brought up manga. Yeah. Why is manga so popular? It's not, you know, I mean, and, and you got, it's soap opera manga that's popular, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, a good story is a good story. So m- moving away also maybe just from the capes and tights and telling other stories about other things. So going into the sci-fi, uh, fantasy genre, ex- using the medium to tell other kinds of stories. Yeah, but I thought that's what Vertigo was for. Yeah, it, no, I agree with you, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's so what's the magic combination? Vertigo, like, Dark Horse, I right. mean, just depends on what it is. Exactly. You, you mentioned something earlier, Jim, that I, I thought you were going to follow up a little bit more, and I think that was... Uh, Remind me, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. My birthday's coming up, and I don't want to <laughs> tell you how old. Oh, happy early birthday. <laughs> um, that, In a few uh, months. You know, co- comic books originally had been uh, uh, marketed primarily to uh, well, boys, right? They, they had marketed. That's, that's what I was going to get to, too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Re- so you didn't touch yeah. about that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. making it for everyone, making right. comic books for everyone, I think, right. is another way to save right. the, the industry. And before you know, we started recording... Um, you know, we had been talking a little bit about Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and uh, what, you know, the great work that Greg Rucka is doing on that yeah. book. Yeah. And to have a, a female protagonist. Well, you know, I love women, right? So Wonder Woman, directed by a woman, star, it's it's about a woman. Yeah. It was all, all these Amazonian women that were just like, they were strong, but they were women. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that was yeah. like, I'm like, I want to go to that island. You know? Right. 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 And stay there. I want to be Steve you, Trevor. Oh, you want to be Steve Trevor. I was going to say, right. so that means you're going to last all of like <laughs> five minutes because right. they're going to chop your head off and throw you in the, you know, in the ocean. Not Jim. Jim's, Jim's, well, Jim's at least charming. It'll, be, it'll yeah. be the best five minutes I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so, so changing the comic books themselves, and, and w- which I, I feel, you know, definitely, I think Marvel's been trying to do that through some of their gender swaps of some of the characters. Yeah, but I feel that that's yeah, forced. That's, that, I think that's the wrong idea. Do, do you yeah. agree with me, though? I feel that it's forced. It, it is forced. You know, they so were like, oh, let's make it different. So what sells their books is their flagship characters. I don't know anymore. But if that's mm-hmm. what sells their books, then why change a flagship yeah. character? No, I agree with you yeah. there. So, I mean, and what do you do? Okay, so you do what they did with the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. You have a John Stewart and you have a... Do I have his name right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're good. You want to bring back Superman? Okay, instead of Clark Kent, he's 
Sudra Alba, whatever his name is. I, I, Idris Alba. Well, actually, they, Alba. they have done a little bit of that because yeah. they have kind of a multiverse. They have a, a African-American Superman. And also recently they've introduced a, a Superman uh, from China. Yeah. Kenan Kong yeah. is his, is his right. name. And he's right. he's right. the the, uh, the Superman See, from China. I'm a traditional type of guy. I mean, like, I, I loved, when I grew up, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite shows was The Wild Wild West. Yeah, and then yeah. when it came out with Will Smith, I'm like, what? Yeah. No, come on. All right, maybe Mel Gibson, but he was doing Maverick. He was doing Maverick, but and, it was close. And I like Will Smith, but if you're gonna do Wild Wild West, don't have Will Smith as James West. Have him as, you know, his like half brother, <laughs> Alan West. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree with Alan you. Alan West. I don't know how Alan West came into my head. Well, that, that would have been like if they yeah. did the Green Hornet and then had a white guy play Cato. Yeah. Exactly. And you've been like, well, well, right. Who is this? Yeah. Bring back the Cosby Show and have I don't know. Black, what's his name? The comedian, <laughs> you know, have Louis Anderson. Oh my Bill God, Bill Cosby's yeah. character. It's you know, you're messing with something, a standard, the formula. See, the you're formula. you're 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 expressing an argument that I've heard other people say. The argument. Ag- so am I being redundant? Is that my middle name for you? Redundancy. <laughs> <laughs> Stop there, insulting the guest. There, there, I'm gonna go. <laughs> there, there's a not no, without battery cables. I, I just heard the timer go off. <laughs> no, no, no. What, what I was gonna add to right. that was my that admissions <laughs> off. I can't go anywhere. No, the I got ready ar- admission. The ar- I sabotage my car. <laughs> <laughs> the, ar- the argument has been that if, if you want to introduce diversity, do it by creating a new character. Yeah. Don't don't swap right. out. Don't swap a character just for gender or ethnicity just because it's kind of like a quick so, fix. So then you ask yourself, I mean, I was in the business. I was in. Brushing elbows. But, I, you know, there was always the wall. You know, you can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even had, like, you know, I'm friends with some people. And then when they would all get together, when the, the top guys would go have a lunch, I'd have to wait until their little, you know. Their little showdown was over, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so there's always this wall. So I never knew what the thinking was behind any of the. So what's the thinking behind it? What What are they saying that doesn't prove one thing or proves something else? You know, what are they saying a little bit from column A and a little bit from column <laughs> B, right? I mean, uh, so what tells them that it would be better if they did it that way? What tells them if, if it wouldn't be? You know, I mean, how do they know? Well, and I guess I, they got to try, and then they'll say, okay, hey, this works. Or, a, no, this a, isn't abort. Ex- abort. It's well, an no, expensive try. No, that's yeah, exactly number, yeah, numbers don't lie. You, lie. You gotta, you gotta go with. Uh, yeah. You, you gotta look at what what sells and and well, what. But but sometimes too, I think about and, and. But you never did a female Thor before, so how do they know if that's gonna sell? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe you know if they took more time and maybe put it into like a little bit more research development like actually pass it out hey how would you feel about this what would this look like you know and then actually right. taking a look at it and right. s- but actual comic book fans right. not grabbing you know uh grandma and grandpa who haven't read you know comic books at all and like super yeah. what what are yeah. you talking about that <laughs> <laughs> what but but i why think why is everything gender specific <laughs> yeah but i think when like when when uh, when stanley when Man? jack kirby <laughs> when when they were you know when they started out they were trying something that hadn't been done before, and and I don't know, I don't know if they were going well, through that process. That's it. It was the beginning. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, because people look at it and they were like, "It's new." Yeah, so. I mean, it was raw, it, and it was a lot of raw, uh, raw love. It was a, I call it romance. Okay. Oh, I like, agree. I lost my romance with comic books. You know, I mean, not the drawing of it, but the actual like going to buy it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you find like something that's rare. In the in the local uh, drugstore on on the yeah. spinning rack, mm-hmm. you know, and you smell it like baseball cards. You r- pull it open, and there's the smell of bubble gum and, uh-huh. and new cardboard. Yeah, that's gone. You know, everything's glossed over. And well, see, that's it for me now. But like my hunt is all my classical comics that I will go 
and you know pick up and it's my my favorite is when you find them and you look and you're like oh my god i can't believe you know 25 years ago (laughs) but i'll say like you know for me i'm more of the hunter of the older comics you know and actually you know you brought up john ramita senior and actually i was lucky enough i was at uh comic-con like two years ago but it was the smaller one and or megacon i'm sorry it was it was megacon but it was like their december one that they do and my lucky charm my girlfriend jen mm. this is i call her the lucky charm for a reason because she wears green and a small top hat and it, looks like a leprechaun that's exactly it no so <laughs> we're at this one booth all they're selling are action figures okay it's all they're selling and i look and there is a uh shoe box and i'm like let me see what's in it comic books yeah let me see if there's anything good so I start flipping through, I start flipping through, start flipping through. I find the Spider-Man Wedding Edition, and I look down at the bottom, and it's <laughs> signed by John Romita Sr. Yeah. And the best part was they wanted 20 bucks for it. Oh. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. you know. Yeah. And then, But she takes it, goes and pays for it. While I'm talking to the guy about action figures, she goes to the wife and goes, yeah, I'll just take this one. Like I, she saw the signature. She looked at her husband. The husband was busy. She goes, "Yeah, I guess so." So I got that for twenty bucks. Wow. So yeah, she's your look, right? But but that's you know that's yeah. the thing for me is is the treasure I like hunt. I yeah. like reading the new stuff, but yeah. that treasure hunt. Yeah, trying yeah. to find you know those those pieces of iconic classic history yeah. because I feel that if we don't preserve it, nobody's going to. Right. And we're not digressing from your topic. It's just I think we we lost that. That's why I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, I mean, readership is readership. So give them mm. something to read. I, I like yeah, the idea. I like that. I like the idea of the making more self-contained stories. Me too. Me too. I, I think the problem with if you have something that's an ongoing series, yeah, uh, it doesn't give you. It, it's very limiting yeah. in some ways because certain characters you can't kill off. Yeah. Uh, literally. Li- literally. And literally, yeah. you can't kill them. Or no. if you do. Death is a very temporary thing. I think, actually, Robot Chicken said it best. I don't know if you've ever seen it. They did, like, the death of Green Arrow, and they were having the funeral. And he goes, and Batman's talking, and finally he goes, that's it. You know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Every one of us in this room has died and has either come back by some form of magic, some little amulet. A god has brought us all back. And then you're looking, and Green Arrow is sitting in the, in the crowd, and at he's, his, like, waving at everybody. <laughs> at his own funeral. You know? And so, I mean, that's exactly it, is, is they were like, oh, we're going to kill him off. And we all know by now, we look, and we're like, give it three, you know, give it, give it two runs or three runs. He'll be back. We'll right. figure it out. Right. Th- this may seem like an odd reference to this, but nah. we need to start doing comic books like the TV novellas yeah. on Telemundo yeah. and Univision. Did, you mean I don't like know, a million episodes? I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the, t- the TV novellas, so... Um, I'm shaking my head, yeah, but I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm going th- along with it. TV novellas. Yeah. These are so. So here's what you do, Jim. You ready? While he talks, speak another language. I do. I do. I speak. I speak Spanish. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what we do. As he talks, you just look and go. Uh huh. You're right. Uh huh. Because sometimes I don't even know what he's talking about. That's what I do. Follow you. I'll follow you. Follow me. Follow follow his lead. So on the Spanish network channels, they have the. They're basically their um, soap operas. I'm waiting for the cue. Uh So the so the so the Spanish so the Spanish (laughs) soap operas, and. um, Unlike the American soap operas, which have no end, they just kind of go on and go on forever, the, the, the TV novelas or the Spanish soap operas, they have an end point. So it is, in a sense, it's a very large <laughs> self-contained okay. story. You missed the cue to yeah. not. Uh-huh. That's all right. You, I, but I, I can see you were with me. 
comic books need to become more like that. Well, uh, that's that's where I'm from. I'm a sh- I'm a I get bored. I mean, you know, I'm I get bored very easily. So I need I need it boom boom and done. You know what? I totally agree with you one. because yeah. honestly, like, for them to tell a story and it to be like a twenty page or a, a twenty comic series, I'll be honest with you. What happens if you miss a month? Right. What happens if that you too. don't have time to go, and that then all too. of a sudden you're missing the middle of the story? I would say at a max, give me like yeah. four, well, look, four or five, and be done. Well, going back to my sob story when I was a kid, the economic standpoint. You yeah. know, I didn't have enough money like every month to follow up. Nope, I agree. So I gave up on it. And yeah. Friends, friends of mine would. F- I go. So what happened? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd right. sit around. The, what <laughs> yeah, happened? Right. Yeah. And then they would say, "I want yours because I didn't get that one." No, it's mine. You know, that's the way I lived my life. I had one comic and. I read it over and over again. No, I, ha- I only had a handful. So, so Marvel, DC, all the comic books, uh, uh, if you're listening, so this is the solution we propose to you. One, the, it, listen to us it, first off. As if they haven't already thought of this. No, 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 no. They, they, they Jim, need to listen Jim, to us. They, they just don't have the right accent. They just don't have, they, they don't know. They, we're we're going we're gonna to break Tele, it down for them. Telenovela. Telenovela, sí. Ah. So, primero que no, tenemos que un hombre araña y un Batman. We just, so we just, we just, we we have. That's what we need. We need the Univision. You just got to hit him with a trash can. Hold on, he'll go back to English. We need. Okay, so one. <laughs> I, hear, I hear a translator in the headphones here. So uh-huh. <laughs> he did not say what he thought he said. So point one is, uh, the medium's got to adapt to something that's more contemporary with the times. So maybe something that's a little more interactive, something that's akin more to video games or interactive, anything like that would be would be good. Yeah. Uh, I'm under a. Uh, I'm under Non-disclosure agreement. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, well, uh, but but basically but adapting to we, we got you got to go where the media is now. Yeah, you can't stick with an old media. Right, right. Two, you got to tell good stories. You have to tell stories that uh, first of all uh, are different, mm-hmm. something that you haven't seen before, and something that's not afraid to take risks. And part of the way that you do that is point three, you have to tell more self-contained stories. Things have to have a beginning uh, and an end. Yeah. And when you do that, yeah. then you can yeah. have, uh, a, a, you can take more risks as a storyteller. Yeah. When I, like, going back to what I said, the only thing I can relate to is myself. I'm sorry. You know, it's a small world. No, I no, got. no. You sure, can talk sure. about yourself all day long. We're okay. <laughs> I do it at home anyway. Might as well have somebody else listen. But when you can only afford a handful of comics, mm-hmm. each one you cherish over and over again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, we can't we can't pretend like every kid's got like a, a bottomless pocket where you can keep buying right. comic books. So I don't know. Make it affordable. Make it point affordable. that's point four. Yeah. Make it make it affordable. And, w- and I'm not suggesting eliminate anything. I'm just saying add something. You know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Let's do either some that or either that or, or uh, no. Never mind. I <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> want anybody to listen to my my real thoughts. So All right. Okay. okay. Forget that. Boop. Edit it. it. All right, let's do some movie talk. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. This episode was badly written! Joey, you like movies about gladiators? Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Some days 
So uh, recently uh, this week we had uh, a couple things happen uh, from uh, Deadpool 2. The, the people that are doing Deadpool 2, they, they, uh, they released a, a photo. Uh, they have uh, – so this movie now is going to feature the, uh, the character of Domino. Right. They said that they're, they're going to add more characters to it. So they have Cable. If, yeah. And then they have Domino. Who has been? I'm not. I've not been like a hardcore Deadpool fan, but I know that Domino's kind of like, she's in his uh, wheelhouse entourage, yeah, his sort wheelhouse. of part, part of his uh, yeah. one of his uh, his character stable. What, what's the term I'm looking for here, Jim? His uh, Spider-Man has his. You know, Betty Brant, Ned Leeds. Uh, they're his uh, rogues gallery. They're no, his court. His court. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, okay. they're, There you go. So, so we get a picture. She's very, you know, very attractive uh, young lady. Uh, I, I'm not. Sure, I'm going to butcher uh, her name. I think it's uh, Zazie Beats. Uh, you I'll didn't get it. That's pretty much what it sounds well, like. Well, I, I think so. I'm not sure. By Maybe the way, I, I haven't seen Deadpool, so I'm going to sit out this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just a. Uh, are you familiar with the character uh, yeah, at all? Yeah, you I've, I've, I've drawn him at conventions. Okay. All right. Um, I, I just want to get reactions from this. Uh, I. It's an interesting uh, character design. She she does look very different from uh, in in the comic book. She's more of almost a she's just pale chalk, white, chalk white yeah, skin with blue hair. They always do so black, you know, that it has that blue uh, tinge to it, I guess. And so yeah, um, and so we don't have that here. I I almost feel like they were going for a more kind of grounded. Yeah, look. I was gonna say the typical Marvel, like how can we. Put it on the movie. Less of yeah. Uh, yeah they were they yeah. were kind of going opposite direction of yeah. like yellow yellow spandex. Um, I don't hate it. No, uh, I don't either. It's, it's not quite what I was expecting. Uh, it's so hard to judge how a character is going to look on film just from one picture. I remember uh, before. Uh, did did you see X Men um, uh, no. Days of Future Past? No. No. Well, I remember okay. when. Yeah, uh, <laughs> me another one. I'll just say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't I rem- get out. I draw. I just you're, you're drawing. You don't have. You're a busy man. You don't. You don't have time for 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 this. Um, well, when they first released the picture of Quicksilver, um, yeah, I remember. I remember it. it you know, it he looked, didn't look like it, the comic it, book. It, 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 well, not only that, but I thought the the costume looked ridiculous. But then when you saw it in motion and, his character and you saw it in the context, yeah. it worked. Yeah. Yeah, so, I saw that one. so yeah. okay. I, I, you know, I mean, I was okay. I, I've already come to expect it to not look like the comic. book. And, and just sit in the movie and enjoy it for what the movie offers. You know? I, I think for those of us, and I'm sure you've encountered them in, in your travels, there, there are those of us, and I'm guilty of this sometimes, being very hardcore purists and fanboys, yeah. and we insist that well, it I'm must... I'm that way with Superman, yeah. Are, are, I'm, are I'm that way with Batman, so yeah. guilty, I understand. I go, well, who designed that S? <clears throat> okay. Happened, why can't we just use the, the DC logo S? Yeah, all right. I agree with you. So we all yeah. kind of have our... our yeah, we all right. have that one that one character... So I guess, yeah, I, I don't hate this, but I do think that they were taking kind of a more grounded approach. Yep. No, like I said, it, um, it looks okay. I mean, it's it's not that bad. Um, I do have a little DC news, by nugget. the way. Nugget. Yes, please. Um, well, a, as you know, they're doing a little movie uh, called Justice League. So <laughs> I heard of you it. Know, it's, they're going to try. Um, for the longest time when we were getting original posters, they didn't have Superman in them because he's supposedly dead. Uh. Well, guess what? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, right? He's dead. Magic Amulet brought him back. No, anyway, um, all the new posters and everything that has it already has Superman in it. However, since you are here, I want to show you this. So when they released um, the original posters, they actually took um, 
an artist's work, and they kind of tried to make it into photograph form. Hmm. So, I want oh, you want to see if Jim can determine from oh, that? I saw that. Yeah. So, who does it look like? Oh well, an Alex Ross. That's type exactly of photograph it. thing. You yeah. know, with so the shadows and everything. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was kind of neat that they yeah. would do it. Um, yeah, it is. You know that that they actually took inspiration for once from the comic book and went. Yeah. You know, this looks nice. Life imitates art, art from art imitating life. Yeah. You know? because yeah, but it does. I like it. That's Alex Ross, I, I have always kind of felt that particular picture, uh, it's it's Queen. Queen? Isn't, yes. it, isn't it Queen? It's I mean, queen. If you, there, there's a, if you, the, it's true. There's a picture, Freddie Mercury yeah. and, and the yeah, rest of yeah. Queen. I just, I just heard Adam, today Adam Lambert is doing Freddie, he's going to be, he's the new Queen lead. Really? Yeah. He's going to play, play he's the Freddie, Freddie Mercury, Mercury. The new Freddie Mercury, yeah. Okay. Well, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I'd have to listen to it. I don't, Wait. I don't oh, actually, I'll tell you. He's been doing it for a while now. Um, yeah, that's what I. And I'll tell you, he's he's. De- wow. I mean, he's not. You know, he's pretty decent. He's not bad. Yeah. So that's good. I have to hear it. I, I mean, I'm vaguely familiar with him from in the American Idol, so I have to hear him all together. Okay. Well, one one other kind of news nugget before we get to uh, our our review. Uh, non spoiler. Non spoiler. Non spoiler review. Yeah, please. Um, uh, there, someone's trying to start up an Oscar campaign. The the Wonder Woman product, the production of uh, Wonder Woman. They're trying to start up an Oscar campaign. What um, is it like? What category do they want to do or something? Uh, well, I'm imagining like best, maybe best director, best picture, best everything. I'm I'm not sure. My question to you is, it, it was I enjoyed Wonder Woman. It was a good movie. Does it deserve an Oscar nod? I'd Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I'd yeah. say two things. I would say in two categories and probably two categories alone. I would say in um like direction of picture and stuff like that with like cgi you know because it, it visual, was visual visually effect visual effects it was gorgeous and i'd probably say for score as well i'm i don't think any of the actors nobody stood out to me where i'm i mean she did an amazing job but i was like it no, you know I, got, I gotta say she was she was subtly intrinsically excellent yes she had this subtle uh innocence feminism yet power mm-hmm. yeah and that was how do you how do you convey that how do you get that in your head and go i'm gonna say it, it's my job to do this whatever it is mm-hmm. but she was in the trenches yeah you know, yeah that's what i'm here for yeah. yeah and she did it with like she threw it away and it was beautiful yeah no i agree so, so are, you, would, are you are you going yes does does this well, deserve an oscar nod oscar's about acting right yeah i mean if you got a movie and people are acting how can you avoid them completely sure i i think so, i think so. okay yeah. Would you just say just for acting alone, or would you be willing to? I don't to know why that has to be subcategories. That, that drives me nuts. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, but are you going to say that it's going to be best movie though? In not all best honesty? movie, you know, acting, special effects. Yeah, maybe uh, the music. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I agree with you. That was one of my favorite things uh, about Wonder Woman was the way that Gal Gadot, 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 um, she did. She portrayed a sort of intrinsic warmth while simultaneously portraying portraying power uh and to be honest my expectations had been low at at the onset and she she knocked it out of the park she pleasantly surprised me actually for a lot of people though she's their favorite part to batman versus superman oh yeah true so for me i i was already going into it going okay this might be pretty good yeah her entrance in that was was the best yeah they kind of it went crazy after she got yeah yeah yeah. so i and i don't want to sound like a dick but I don't. But I, I don't. I don't um, but I'm gonna. I don't think it deserves an Oscar nod. I don't. I. I. I don't think it was good. But well, I, I don't think it was that. I don't think it was. I'd have to watch the rest of the movies to compare it to. You know? 
You got that also. Right, right, with so. whatever movies are right. gonna, it's going to be up against. I get I'll you. Su- yeah. I'll submit this, and I don't know if, if you've seen this one, uh, but I think if, if any comic book movie has come out this year that deserves an Oscar nod for me personally, it would be Logan. Oh. No, I but agree you with you. You know what? Yeah, but, you know, see here, I'm too conservative. I loved it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now, it, this he, is perfect. It was like the F word, the whole, you know, all yeah, these yeah, F yeah. words. Like, that That kind of that kind of threw me. But that little girl in that movie. Yeah. If anybody should get an Oscar, that little girl. Absolutely. That, that was like, and the little girl in Wonder Woman. I mean, what the most adorable, like, she looked like one of these uh, pop bubbles. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, little girl in Logan. Wow. That yeah. Movie, she stole the show. And she had to convey so much, oftentimes, non-verbally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she Mo- through most of the movie. Through, yeah. through most oh, of the movie. Oh, at least movie. the first half or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So, and I felt... And Patrick Stewart, right? He, I mean, they, they were acting. No, they, and they, I'll they tell were. you, that was, that was definitely out of their normal wheelhouse, it, normal characters. You talk about st- standalone comics. That was a standalone movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Then you want to learn more about it. Well, who... What the, what's a Wolverine? What the, who is this? Yeah. Exactly. What was he doing? Well, like I said, by the end of it, you've, you've obviously seen it, and I will say this. You know, like with the kids, everyone's like, well, where did they go? I was like, look, I've seen how Lord of the Flies ends. <laughs> 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 this isn't going to end well for those kids. <laughs> yeah, but I like I like movies with kids. You know, that, yeah. That, yeah. You know, like uh, the Thunderdome. I like, you know, you know, even a song, you know, like Pink Floyd and Tina Turner. Something where, where we're supposed to elevate, right? A superhero is supposed to do something for somebody. Right. Who better than a kid? Yeah. And when you got kids in there and then a kid who's a hero helping other kids. I mean, that's great. It's a yeah. great combination. Yeah. So I, that's what I, that's, no, 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 I, and, and that's why I think, I think it tells, I think Logan is, uh, it's just a great, it's not a great comic book movie, it's just a good movie. Yeah. I don't think you have to know anything about the character at all right. to enjoy it. Right, that's, uh, a, uh, yeah. It's, that's it is not for, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. No. Uh, it is a very brutal, uh, movie but I, I think that there's there's truth in there that it's yeah. trying to, to, to convey that uh, and that, go, that goes right back to what we were starting to talk about about the comics you know, we'll cut that, you know that, that'd be a great book comic book that's how and that's how you save it it's yeah. self-contained stories you can take risks you can have a character spoiler you can have a character your protagonist yeah. die yeah he's and an it, actual jeopardy yeah. it w- there, were, there were real situations what does he got alzheimer's or something you know dr x and yeah you know these yeah. were like real he's taking care of them i mean there it was a real yeah that was a father-son yeah. relationship yeah. yeah well and remember too you know the thing with like logan and, and professor x is he logan you know his family's gone his family's been dead for for you know hundreds of years and he's really had no place that he could call home except the X Mansion. No matter how far he would go, he would always return home. So to me, that was kind of like, you know, his way of saying thank you to to Professor X because he made him feel welcome. He made him a, a member yeah. of the family, and eventually he ends up leading the X Men. Right. So, right. you know, for me, that like I said, that was like his way of saying, yeah, you know, you've helped me out for so long. You've helped me you know, help me with my past, help me with my memories, done everything that I can, so here I am trying to help you. Well, but that's the element I like about The Flash. I love The Flash TV show. Yeah. Except lately with more of this Flashpoint stuff. Yeah, My I head's know. starting to hurt. You yeah. Know? But, but in the beginning, right, with, uh, I forget the actor's name, who was on Law & Order. He's playing his... his, his oh, John yeah. Wesley Ship. No, 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 no. no, no we talking about? He, he plays his, uh, his, his father. father. His stepfather. I know who you're talking about. I oh, don't remember yeah, his name. Oh, yeah, Joe. It's Joe yeah, West. Joe yeah, West, we'll just right. leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I like the whole how... And then how... I'm sorry, my name... 
my names are bad, but it's all they're all reinforcing each other. They're yeah. all mm-hmm. supporting each other. Yeah. And th- and that's real. And that's and any t- and I always say And how to find a way to get the bad guy without taking out a gun and, and shooting or Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, that that to me was brilliant. I I've always said and and maybe and, and the guy who wrote the the Green Lantern one of the Green Lantern for three issues was Benjamin Rabb. Okay. He's all right. Now the one of the executive producers on The Flash. Oh, really? I even told him I said, "You know, you you'd be better at doing TV and movies. He goes, yeah, that's what I'm working on. And that's like 12 <laughs> years later. And, the, and there and you I'm, go. I'm my home little, little, little did little you know. His name is on TV. You know? Little well, did you know. Little did I, I know. I, right? I've I'm a psychic for everybody else except myself. I, I've always said, Jim, that really good science fiction, really any kind of good uh, fantasy, sci-fi, genre, whatever, is just telling a story about the human condition. It's tell- It's talking about that's real life. Star Trek was yeah. fabulous. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know? Even Captain Kirk. Well, I'll Jack. tell you, in, in all honesty, I'm I'm more of a Star Trek guy than a Star Wars yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, Star so Wars for me, right. it's good. Yeah. I I like it, but for me, I I always found that Star Trek, they went in, they solved their problems, they did everything that they needed to do. Plus, they survived on a ship together, and yeah. they didn't murder that, one another. There's <laughs> there's that teamwork. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the show, you were like, hey, they're back together again. Yeah, it was it was a group effort, yeah. group hug thing. You know. Well, um. We're gonna get, move along to now. to our uh, to our non. Excuse non-s- me while I go hug myself somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> to our to our non-spoiler review of uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, so, uh, Jim, you you have not seen. Do this. I need to leave the room? No, not <laughs> no, at all. That's no, why no, no, no. Spoiler. You, that's why it's spoiler know, free. You are our I'll guest. Let you so, guys do your thing. So no, no, we're gonna do a non-spoiler review of Spider-Man. Just got a, a couple kind of. We'll hit it just kind of point by point. Um, uh, so. I love this movie. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, uh, I think this is the best one out of the series. How did this compare for you with the Raimi and the uh, the Mark Webb films? So the way that I look at it is I think they they actually almost kind of fell all congruent. However, this one is the closest to the comic book. Okay. So for me, it felt like, you know... Um, I was seeing it for the first time, but I kind of already knew, you know, I kind of already know what's going to happen. But, you know, like I said, it, it's it's the closest to the comic. It really was watching a moving comic book. So for, for me, um, I, I'm a fan of uh, the, the previous uh, trilogy, the, the uh, Sam Raimi trilogy and the, uh, the Mark Webb films. Uh, I can tell you that every time I walked out of those movies, as much as I enjoyed them, there was always one thing that didn't sit right with me. No, I. You know what? Now that you mention it, I can definitely see it. And, and it wasn't about being a purist or a fanboy. Um, oh, mine was. Uh, yeah. For, for no, for me, it was. I felt um, the first uh, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's, while very good, uh, I thought that the tone was a bit uneven. I thought in some places yeah. it was kind of silly, and in other places yep. they were trying to be very dramatic. Yeah. I thought that the Green Goblin, uh, as just visually, I hated that suit. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see? I, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll show you the video. They actually had a mask that they were going to use for the Goblin, where it emoted expressions, and it was basically like a puppet on the on the actor's face. And that thing was terrifying. Oh. Sam Sam Raimi, of all people. Who who's known for his horror? Yeah, you know, special effects. Had, and had this this beautiful thing, and he chose a goalie mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been great. That so, would have been creepy. But, yeah. Yeah. but but this movie, this Spider-Man: Homecoming, I walked out. I didn't have that feeling. There was nothing on this that I said. 
didn't sit right with me. Now I know I know there was only one. Sure, sure. one thing, but that was that was it. I mean, I yield the floor to the distinguished man from. Uh, <laughs> well, the city of Bombay as well. From, so. Yeah, the city of Bombay. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess we we're co-chairs. We just sit on each other's lap. Um, <laughs> So it's not really a spoiler. That didn't I sound awkward so, at all. So, I thought no. something looked funny here. Yeah, right? Where, where am I? <laughs> so don't worry, Jim. Just sit down and just say, uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, all right. So it's not really. May I help you, gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really a spoiler. But um, as you know, Spider-Man's suit is uh, built by Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay. So what is one thing that all of Tony Stark's ha- suit have? An AI. Mm-hmm. Right? So it was originally Jarvis, and now there's Friday. Well, lo and behold, Spider-Man's suit actually has an AI. Yeah, wow. Now, what they're doing, I did find that kind of cute. So it's it's a girl that he ends up naming Karen. He gives her the name Karen. I don't know why he gives her Karen, but he gives her Karen. But anyway, the woman who does the voice is the actual wife of Paul Bettany, who played Jarvis. So we have oh. kind of that thing. However, <laughs> I want to see how you feel about this. Chris has an idea. I had an idea that the, they could have done. The woman whose voice was serious, follow me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, all right. Well. Dude, we should have her do a promo for us. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I want to see how you feel about I this. D- my brain goes in another direction. Right. So they unlock the suit, right? And he starts, and all of a sudden he goes, hello? And all of a sudden you Hey there, Spider-Man, and I want Stanley doing the Spider-Man voice. Who else to have in your ear as your Jiminy Cricket than the father of Spider-Man? <laughs> what kind of webbing do you want there, right. slugger? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hello, power people. I don't know. You know, what but, what I, know but what I'm saying, I can hey just there, hear. true believer. Yeah, true. Hey, right. do you want to use your taser webs? You know, and I'm like, yeah. yes, yes, I do. Right. So, Jim, what what are your uh, uh, what are your thoughts about Chris's idea over there? No. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, a moving on. Okay. No, from the bullpen. <laughs> the the uh, the villains. The the villains. Yeah. What were your thoughts? That would be so that would be creepy to see him come out of the you know Iron Man's chest there. Hello. Oh <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Like I said, and I understand. You know, he only does certain little roles and stuff like that because he's busy, and I get it. But you know, forty-five minutes. That's all you need, and I would have gotten all the all the lines and been happy. This film has multiple, so this uh, yeah. has multiple villains. Okay, now uh, here's another thing too that I say that I, uh, most uh, any time that you incorporate multiple villains, I find that you don't spend enough time on them. I also find that they're kind of just throwing them to the weeds, uh-huh. and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You just wasted all of that on that character. Why? Yeah. Why did you do that? This one, I don't really think that you got that. Like. All right, so the main villain, of course, is the Vulture. Mm-hmm. The person who's helping him doing all of his gadgets and, and his gear is the Tinkerer, so he's already kind of in there, but he works for the Vulture. Now, one of his low-level thugs turns out to be the Shocker. So for me, and that's always how Shocker's been. He's, you know, been the, the heist bank robbery guy. It's, it's you know, kind of that lower-level um, lo- lower kind of guy. So for me, I was like, Okay, this th- like each guy got kind of their own little, you know, nuance to where you were able to see what they were talking about, what they were doing. It reminds me a bit of uh, I, I think the first movie, comic book movie to really handle the multiple villain situation correctly 
was uh, the first Christopher Nolan Batman film, Batman Begins, mm-hmm. where you have a hierarchy. You have one one villain who's sort of, he's your main antagonist, mm-hmm. and then he has sort of his subordinates. They're not just nameless, faceless thugs. They're other characters from the lore, kind of like in how Batman Begins, uh, uh, Ra's al Ghul is your main antagonist, but then he's got the Scarecrow mm-hmm. and Falcone working under him. Uh, and this movie does that, and so I think the hierarchy, that doing it that way, uh, it's n- you you don't uh, you don't overseason the soup, so mm-hmm. to speak, like with you know with other movies that have you know um, uh, Batman and Robin, where you have like twenty uh, you yeah. know twenty twenty bad guys. Um, so so th- th- that's something that this movie gets really right. Um, Without going into spoiler territory, yes. favorite favorite moment in this film? Um, okay, it's 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 not really a moment; it's more of a visual thing. Okay, so um, Spider-Man and Vulture had been fighting and and whatnot, and you get this you get this image, and I, I'll tell you, it is awesome. So the Vulture is sitting on like a corner of a building. Okay, and it's almost a Batman pose where he's crouched, and then he's got these giant wings like draped over him, and I mean, it just looks so cool. Because I'll tell you, when I first saw the images, you know, he's wearing a flight jacket with a flight helmet. I'm like, oh god, this is not gonna go well. I was like, here we go with the goblin all over again. But it worked. It really worked. Like I look, and I'm like, holy crap, this guy's intimidating. And what else is neat? I don't know if you guys noticed or not. I I. I see that they actually took time to kind of study nature. If you look at a bird of prey and how they fight, they'll use their talents, but then they're picking it up and then like slamming the animals. Like I've seen, you know, uh, where I grew up, red tail hawks grabbing rabbits all the time, but they would grab them and just pick them up and slam them on the ground and do everything that they can to try to try to kill them. The vulture did this to Spider-Man. So I looked at it. and I was like, holy crap. I was like, that's pretty goddamn neat. That wasn't just him, <laughs> you know. There was a little, uh, yeah, little mm. reference behind it. Right. So I, I research, looked at that, yeah. you know, somebody who had seen that was like, whoa, all right. Well, I kind of can't be wrong there. <laughs> there are there are two. They just spoil the whole movie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so no, no, that's not going to They sur- don't get no, along. That's not going to yeah. surprise they you at fight. all, Jim. Now I can't watch Mutual of Omaha. Oh, man. <laughs> Do we even have Mutual of Omaha? Two, two, two of my favorite moments in this um First of all, Michael Keaton is one of the best things about this movie. Oh my movie. god, yeah. Uh, I love I love them in Bir- I love Birdman. Birdman, yeah. Birdman oh, was amazing. Yeah. Great, great okay, film. If you like that, you're going to you're really going to get the same um style, the same, you know, uh uh power that he puts into that role. You're going to see it in this role. Yeah. So. He, yeah, he's he, a good actor. He plays the the blue collar type character very well you get the really sense of an everyman kind of blue collar joe from him and there's just a great scene that he shares where he's having this one of the first confrontations between um, and i won't spoil it between him and tom holland's spider-man and and he's not in costume he's not in costume when he does it and he manages just to come across as so intimidating and so evil menacing yeah like he's like menacing. i'm gonna i'm gonna mess you up you know and you're like and focused okay like don't do <laughs> no, and you've probably seen the moment in the in the, the trailers trailer. where he's he's just saying he's like don't don't mess with me don't or cross i will me. i will kill e- you and everyone that you care about 
and he just sells it. Yeah. I mean, he sells it. It's one that, that you that look moment. at him and you go, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. sorry. Wow. And the other moment would be uh, between Tom Holland and uh, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, there is this terrific uh, sort of uh, surrogate father yeah, son. Just, just one of the scenes in the trailer made me laugh. Where he's they're in the the back of the limo or whatever, and he's leaning yeah. over to. I'm not hugging unlock, you. Yeah, I'm just unlocking the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hugging you. Yeah, huh? that that alone was just funny. You you get um, they've really developed the character of Stoney, Tony Stark. Stony, Stony Stark. Stony that's, Stark. Uh, Stony that's his, is that his cousin? That's his cousin. Hey, who, he likes Stony to eat, partake of the herb. Uh, <laughs> Stony Holland. I was like, I, I made an arc reactor, but like I can't remember where I put right. it. So it's right. Demon of the Water Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Marvel, call us for that. We, we will write that for you. Um, there's this, uh, you know, there's been such a great character arc that has taken place with the character of Tony Stark. Uh, throughout the entire cinematic universe, and you really get some good payoffs to yeah. it in this movie. For being yeah. a Spider-Man movie, yep. it's the the character arc of of Tony just continues, and I love what they're doing with it. You know, what my well. favorite line is Tony Stark says to him, he says, um, "When I built you that suit, I built it so that you would be better than me." Yeah, yeah I heard and that he kind of like, and and he actually like will scold him, kind of like a dad, and he you know, and he grounds him. Actually, in the trailer, you see it. He goes, "That's it. I'm taking the suit." Right. Like that, he grounds him, and I'm like, right. "Oh, if you don't, well, if I, but I'm nothing without the suit. Right. Is it, if you if don't, if that's true, then you, you don't have it, it in the first place." And he's yeah. par- Peter Parker supposed to be what sixteen in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah. like so yeah. sixteen, yeah. seventeen. I mean, any any responsible adult would act that way to a, a yeah. young person. Yeah. 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 Right. So, uh, Chris, uh, how many spider tracers out of ten would you give this? Oh God, <laughs> I I'd give it a solid eight. Eight out of ten I'd spider tracers. Yeah. All right, wow. all right. I, I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna give this all nine right. nine out of ten spider tracers. I know RogerEbert.com gave it four stars. So uh, all right, well, uh, that's that. my for for being not alive anymore. Roger Roger Ebert. Uh, he's, he's been yeah, seen he's a lot going. of movies. Yeah, he's, he's got he broke up into multiple people. After he died. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Ebert does not die. He just simply disperses. <laughs> um, Gets thinner and thinner. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's do some toy box. Where does it get those wonderful toys? Let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. So um, we we got a Chris's loot crate. We do. We gotta do. Shall I uh, do the intro? Yeah. Cue, go cue ahead, the sir. intro music. Yeah. What's in Chris's loot crate? What's in Chris's loot crate? What's in Chris's loot crate? I hope it isn't crap. Hey! Yay. All right. What do we got? What's right. our theme du jour? All right. So, um, Jim, I don't know if you're familiar with loot crate. So, I'm what it is? I'm not familiar with this show. <laughs> yes, you are. You that, liar. I'm that, not familiar with you guys. That hurts me, Jim. That hurts me. That hurts me right here. That hurts who, who me. Who am I? I only read it off the script. Oh, that's who I am. <laughs> All right. So, what it is? It's a monthly subscription, um, and it's each are themed, you know, based on, uh, they'll give you a word, and then they'll take shows or movies or something like that that's based around the theme. So i got to find the book again because I don't remember the theme. <laughs> Boysenberry. Boysenberry. That right. was the theme. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the theme this month, animation. 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 Oh, okay. okay. So it's kind of neat. So as with everything, I, I go through it. Now, now, mind you, it's 25 bucks a month. You know, so it's it's not miserable. That's including shipping, and you get things that are uh, specifically made just for loot crate. Oh. So it's not like there are other ways. You know, the other things. To, I mean, people buy them on eBay and stuff like that, but you can't buy them anywhere else. It's like an exclusive club. 
Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. All right. My ears just popped. I'm hearing ocean in my left ear. What is this? It's the altitude. Yeah, I, I think that's what <laughs> it is. We've well, lost cabin to, pressure yeah, yeah. in the hotel. <laughs> All right. Put your head between your knees. Does anyone watch Rick and Morty? I have heard of it. I am not familiar. It's a it's a cartoon that it's, it's kind basically of, Back to the Future. It's it's like uh, Doc and Marty. So they actually did a uh, a, a little Rick statue. So that was kind of neat. So I don't. I'm Rick, not familiar with Rick the is like the Doc yeah. pastiche, except he's a drunk. Oh, well, that's sad. So it's kind of fitting. Great Scott, give me another no, belt of whiskey. No, it's Great Scotch. <laughs> Great Scotch! Does he say that? Is that I don't I don't know. But that would be great. Rick and Morty. Think. You sounded like uh, what's his name from Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah right there. that's exactly yeah. it. That's, Th- that's it. Christopher Lloyd. That's, that's why Chris- he tries. Oh, Christopher Lloyd. That's okay. that's right. Because that, see, uh, that's how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> so every month you get a pin. They did a Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I've I've that cartoon right. I've seen a couple times. And uh, have I'm, you ever have you ever seen it as well, Jim? Have you seen it at all? No. Okay. So Bob's Burgers. Same voice as the guy who does Archer. Yeah. Are we not? Are we not doing phrasing? Yeah. Anymore? So what it is is a guy trying to run a hamburger shop with his family, you know, and they always go through all this kind of stuff. Well, what's kind of neat about it, every episode will be a different specialty burger, and they have all this kind of stuff. Well, they actually promoted this is a Bob's Burgers recipe card book with all of the burgers that they've had so far in the oh, season. Oh, no way. <laughs> so the box actually opens up, and you can put – the little recipe in there, and it'll it'll barbecue at Chris's fun. house. You know, That's so fun. so I thought that was kind of neat. I haven't opened it yet, but yeah, feel free go ahead and open it. All right, anyone a fan of Futurama? I I, I like I, some Futurama. I love. I watched the first season. Okay, Futurama is hilarious to me. So Rando Rando's a big fan so of uh, Futurama. My brother. There is an episode. They have this sports drink, or it's a soda, and it's called Slurm. And they end up winning tickets to go to the brewery, like like Willy Wonka, and they have the whole thing. So what they made us, I've got slurm koozies. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. I'm like, this is amazing. Slurm. What? Yeah. Now, slurm see, koozies. That's got me I interested. Like I want to watch that episode yeah, now. I like that. I want to watch the so slurm. So that's kind of neat. And, all right, so the coup de gras, every, every, this is the other thing, too. Coupe de grassi? Yeah, coupe de grassi right. is I don't have to do laundry as much because every month I get a new T-shirt. Because <laughs> they keep putting out T-shirts. <laughs> And what better? He's a grown man, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Wear the, wear the one shirt for a whole month until so you get the next one. So, what better way to do animation? I act on one of my favorite animations. Actually, one of yours as well. All right. Lay it on me. Chris is unfolding the shirt. We got. It looks like I see. Oh, it's the Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Oh, look at that. In the battle van. Isn't that awesome? I, this oh, is the, the, turtle, the turtle design on the shirt. Right. Oh. Oh, hold on a minute. All right. Now we're better. So, In the yeah. event of a loss of cabin pressure, yeah. safety masks will drop down. Please adjust a, your mask before adjusting that of your child's. I have a nosebleed right now. Oh, sorry about <laughs> that. But this is the first actual T-shirt that I've seen with the battle van. So I thought that was kind of neat. And then they do the like the little pattern with it as well, with R- the, the turtle pattern. And, and so. they're rendered in, in like the, the 19, uh, 1980s, yes. 1990s yes. Uh, cartoon. The friendly turtles. Yes, not the <laughs> angry, you know. Not the Eastman and Laird uh, kind of circa... Uh, you know, Frank Miller turtles. The angry turtles. As angry I call them. turtles. So that is what's in the loot crate. So, uh, so like you know, at at a ten, I'd at least give this one a six. I mean, I thought there were some decent parts in it. It, it. The problem is, is like it's either hit or miss. It's stuff that you like, or you're like, I don't like this, and you go and hand it to friends because you're like, oh, here, happy <laughs> birthday, and you're like, 
wow, like they'll love it because so if there. you are friends with Chris and you happen to get a gift from him, there might be stuff that uh, <laughs> it might be swag he doesn't might want. Be, yeah. might be some slurm in your yeah, yeah. might be some Package. slurm. <laughs> so, oh, some slurm in your phrasing, phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Are we not right. racing anymore? I mean that package. <laughs> that was Chris's loot crate. That was Chris's loot crate. That was Chris's loot crate. Guess it wasn't crap. Yay! Yay. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. So to round out uh, Toy Box, so right? We got to do. We got to conclude Toy Box with Chris and Jay, Toy, toy Bounty, Bounty Hunters. Hunters. I'm it's actually having a runny nose. Anybody got a napkin I can use? Hold on. I, 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 I do now. We will, we, will, we will scour the, the grounds whilst this, I proceed. My nose is slurming. Is there, oh, my God. That is, that is not good. Is there, uh, is there an action figure that you just have to have? Is there, are, are the scalpers just driving you crazy, charging $11 billion for a figure that should only retail at $19.99? Is your Voltron hobbling around because it's missing a leg? Well, fear not, because your friends, Jay and Chris, the not-for-profit, friendly neighborhood toy bounty hunters, are here to help. Yeah. Here's how it works. You send us an email at justusnerdspc at gmail.com, letting us know what item you're looking for, and we will use our vast network of resources to locate said item. If we can find it in your neck of the woods, we'll let you know where you can find it. If it happens to be outside of your neck of the woods and we can get it for you, we we'll just all we charge you is what the cost of the item was and the shipping, yep. and we will send it to you. That's what we're all about. We're just trying to connect nerds with their tchotchkes. That's that is it. That's pretty much it. And so we got a we got a Justice Nerds listener that needs help. He is in trouble. He is in need. So uh, this is Stuart in Memphis. He is looking for a Cyclops Jean Grey Dark Phoenix two pack. This is okay. this is the Toys R Us exclusive. Right. That I've uh, seen that, it. that has just come out. So if you find it, let us know. Drop us a line. We'll hook you up with uh, with Stuart so that you can help him get the item. Hey, we're just we kind of look at ourselves as brokers. So yeah. if, if you can help uh, if you can help another listener out, that is fantastic. But Stuart, don't worry because Chris and Jay are on the case. We are on the case. You like that? The hunt is on. The I like that. Is on. Uh, I like that very much. I felt safe with them all day. <laughs> <laughs> So we're as we kind of round out the end of this show, just a, 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 f- a few things. What do you think about what we've talked about today? Do you have a different opinion? Do you have a thought about how to save the comic book industry? Were we dead wrong on something? Were we dead wrong on something? Well, we're not because we're, we're never wrong. No. And if you think that, you've got some attitude, mister. But we still want to hear from you. So please write us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page. We've got lots of extra content that we were not able to, the, the medium of uh, of podcast just fails kind us. Kind of alludes. Uh, ever, it, in, ever do a call-in show? Call-in podcast? I would, lo- I would love Actually, to do that. I would love to do a, on. a live show. Like yeah. stream it over, over yeah, YouTube. I would, I would love to, to do that. Um, check out our, our Facebook page. We are available on iTunes if you want to check out our old episodes. Also on SoundCloud, we have an Instagram page and we have a YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Um, some uh, exciting things uh, coming up. Uh, at the uh, beginning of September, we're actually going to be interviewing uh, author, uh, write, writer, comic book writer, J.M. DeMattis. Uh, very excited about that. Going to be talking with him about the anniversary of uh, Craven's Last Hunt, as well as some of the other work that he's done. That that should be uh, very, uh, very exciting. Well, gang, that is all the time we have for this, our 40th 
40th episode of the Just Us Nerds podcast. We would like to thank our special guest, Mr. Jim <laughs> Fern, for being with us and for being such a good sport. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. A- absolutely, absolutely. So uh, until next time, guys, remember, stay out of room 217. Don't turn your back on the topiary animals. And always remember to dump the boiler. Dump the what? The, the boiler, Chris. All of these old hotels have boilers to heat the hot water. You have to vent the pressure daily or the whole thing could explode. Oh, crap. I knew I forgot something this morning. <laughs> That's a good one, Jim. If you had forgotten to dump the boiler this morning, this place would blow up. <laughs> I am so fine.